name's Sid Garza Hillman, and this is what I think. For whatever reason, and I don't know, and I'm not going to get into it psychologically, but over the last couple months, I've been asked to be on quite a few podcasts, and it's been really nice to be interviewed and have conversations with people. I had two back-to-back this morning. Kind of busy, right? Got up, a little run for an hour, and then I get double interviewed, and one of them was Doug Hay from No Meat Athlete. So that's just like, that's like a freaking, that's like, I feel guilty about how pleasurable that was. Um, a couple weeks ago, I got interviewed by a guy, and then and then the beauty of podcasting. One of the great things is you can be anywhere in the world. And so I, I said, "Oh, at the, at the end, I at some point I go, um, where are you?" He goes, "Frickin' Romania." He didn't say "frickin'." I that was an embellishment on my part. But he goes, "Romania." I go, "Romania," right? Isn't that where is Romania? That's where Dracula comes from, Romania. Or no, that's no, Transylvania, Transylvania, and that well, Transylvania. Is it not PC to say Transylvania anymore? This is because there's things, right? Transylvania. That's probably a bad word now. I got to look I got to check with the PC police on that one, everybody. Uh anyway, so busy day. As an aside, and this is totally something that I don't even know why I'm mentioning on on my podcast, but Doug Hay who's become a good friend of mine, let's face it. Matt Frazier, Doug Hay, the, the No Meat Athlete guys. You know, if you know me, you know I love those guys. And I worked with with them on Health Made Simple for a while. And now they're doing some other program. But um, but anyways, they're, they're buddies of mine. Doug is running for alderman of his town in North Carolina called Black Mountain. And he didn't know that I knew. But it was like in the tagline of his email signature thing. So it said like, Doug Hay for alderman or something. I was like, what is this? And so I clicked on it. He's running for alderman. Now, if you go, uh, yeah, that's cool, then you know more than I do because I don't know what an alderman does. I just know that he's trying to become one. So I donated money to his uh, campaign, 25 bucks. Mm. And I emailed him. I said, Doug, I've sent 25 bucks for your campaign for alderman because frankly, I'm freaking sick and tired of the existing aldermen. They're not doing their jobs and they're a bunch of bastards across the country in your town that I don't live in. Here's the good and bad of sometimes going off the rails in this podcast. I had a subject for this week and it was set and I had notes on it. I had bullet points on it. I was, I was about ready to go. Just on a lark, I thought, well, let me listen to the last episode and I'll do that on occasion because I want to keep, you know, I, I'm, I critique myself. What works, what doesn't work. I'm just, I'll listen to most episodes. Not all though, but this one I did. So I listened to episode 101 and I said, okay, let me go back and listen to that. And because it was on another subject and lo and behold, I talked about the very subject I was going to talk about today in that episode and had zero memory of doing so. I mean, I went back and listened to it. I'm like, okay, reviewing it for normal, just for critiquing. And all of a sudden I launch into this left turn about cultural appropriation and I have no... Remember, I mean, to this day, like it's like somebody like AI, artificial intelligence, like mocked my voice and did like a whole sub podcast episode within that episode and didn't, I didn't, and nobody told me. And so I'm listening to him like, well, that's good news for me to know because otherwise I would have done this podcast and you guys would have gone, he just talked about the same exact stuff last week. This is crazy. He's losing his mind. And the fact is I may be losing my mind. I just found out about this, luckily, so I didn't repeat myself, but I'm still losing my mind. 
Um, so I'm not doing that episode on that. So you can't make me. It's just weird because after that episode, I heard a, an episode of this show called Hidden Brain. It's a pretty good show. I think it's a white guy pretending to be an, an, an Indian guy. And I don't think that's okay. Um, but, it, but it was about this. You should listen to it. It's really good. But it's about this author who wanted to write a story about her partner. They're not together anymore. But anyway, her partner was, was uh, Vietnamese, half Vietnamese, half Caucasian, grew up in the South. And this one woman, you know, was partners with this Vietnamese woman and wanted to write her stories. It was an incredible story. But then, of course, the, the, the whole thing that now no, nobody can write about something that they don't have the exact experience with, which is, again, what I talked about last week. But I so after that episode, heard that episode, I thought, oh, I want to do a cultural appropriation episode for sure. And lo and behold, woo, already did. Um, so go back and listen to the old episode. For my thoughts on that, I think it's crap. What is happening when you can't write fiction anymore? If you think about the amount of good novels, I mean, I don't mean good novels. I mean like masterpieces of work. There are characters in virtually every fictional novel that are unrelated to the author. For the love of God, the woman or man who wrote the book isn't exactly like every character in a book. If we are getting into that level where we now are just, where are we going now? You can only write biographies and autobiographies. That, that's it. No fiction, no fiction, no fiction. Mm. Portraits, you can only draw a self-portrait or a portrait of somebody like exactly how they are. You can't interpret that at all because you don't know. So that's it. You have to write, you do exactly what they, what they look like, exactly like the, you. In fact, you could just take pictures. That's all you can do. No more painting or drawing. No more interpretation, no more your take on something because you don't get to have a take on anything because you're not exactly that person. So you can't do that anymore. Thank you, um, everybody who do who Patreons me and 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 supports me and and uh, and reviews the podcast, tells a friend about it. Thank you for doing that. I'm going to break my own rule for a second because this is um, exciting and I know I don't generally do announcements, so I'm going to make this like super duper quick. But Small Steppers is, I have busting my ass, almost literally, almost literally busted my ass over the last couple of months re for a big relaunch of Small Steppers. I was like, you know what? I'm doing this for real now. So I, I had the site completely redesigned. I hired a marketing team. I've got like a six-part um, free video series coming out about Small Steppers. So... It's starting September 7th. If you're listening to this, 2020, it's a group launch. It's freaking awesome. The best thing you can do right now is just go to smallsteppers.com, okay? And put your name and email on this early bird list. You'll get announcement when the course opens before it goes public. And you'll get access to the to the um, six-part video series. Okay, so that's my sell right there. I just want to make, make money. I'll be very clear about this. I love this program. And it's been super successful. People love it. But I want it to be a, like a larger part of my income stream. Is that crazy? No, it's not crazy. I want to actually get paid for the work I do. It's not, I know it's nuts, right? Isn't it? Mm. It's a great program. I wouldn't do it if I, I wouldn't. I don't want to make money at any cost. I just want to do the things that are most important to me. Okay? I work at the Stanford Inn Resort. Love that job. Small steppers. This podcast. And my vlog, I don't make any money off. So it's what it is, but I, it's, it's super cool and very exciting and completely redone, like brand new everything. It's in a new platform. It's new, the whole deal. There's, there's a Slack group, the whole deal. So anyway, smallsteppers.com, just go there, put your name in there and you're not locked in anything. Okay. You just get access to stuff and you can sign up if you want. Good Lord. That was like 30 seconds, right?
this episode is entitled. I want to talk about entitlement. I want to talk about entitlement. And what I mean by that is, look, I'm going to sound like an old guy sometimes where I go, yeah, kids today, they're so entitled, but they freaking are. I'm, I'm joking. It's a generalization I can't make in, in good conscience, but I will in good conscience, but I, but I will say that there are, in my experience, managing you know, staff <laughs> like I do or whatever, but like people who go like, how come I want to raise? I go, why? Cause, cause I want to raise like, th- like you want to raise cause you just want to raise. So you didn't, you're not, to, you're not going to try to sell me on anything. Like you've been doing a great job. Nothing that doesn't, you're just entitled to, I should get a raise. Cause it's, it's that time for me. Um, that's neither here nor there. Entitled entitlement is a, an interesting thing. And it's definitely something I have, uh, battled with, I would say. And here's what I mean. It is a dangerous and potentially one of the bigger lies that is foisted on, on people when somebody says, if you just work hard, you can get everything that you want. I think that is bullshit. And I think it's a bad message. I think it's saying, here's a known recipe for success. And then there's this other side of it, which is that if you do work your ass off and don't get that, you think, uh, maybe I didn't work hard enough and maybe you did work hard enough. And maybe the outcome is not guaranteed in, in, in anything. And I think when you set up somebody to, to expect and that they are entitled to an outcome because they have put something in that hey, they've been told, if you do this thing, you'll get this thing a hundred percent of times, I think is very damaging it's a tough it's a tough call because you don't want you want you want to instill possibility in yourself you want to think i'm doing this am i am i completely wasting my time like there's got to be a we have to have hope that there's a payoff in other words otherwise it's like why would i work hard if it may not happen but here's my little it i'll tell you my take on in a second i definitely had this experience with music because when i was playing, you know, full time. And by full time, I mean, that's the time I'm actually referring to the time, not the income. (laughs) Like we would make money a little bit and then it would just go right back into albums as I've talked about before. So I I never was living off music ever. Not once. Never did I support myself on music. Okay. In fact, I, the opposite of that, I spent way more on albums and things like that than I ever made in income. So it's a, it was a money losing endeavor. Okay. But there was a certain thing like messaging, especially in Los Angeles, which is like, if you just bust your ass and gig and do this thing, you're going to get this thing. Podcasting, perfect example. If you, you know, consistency of the podcast, consistency of the blog, then you're going to, it's going to be that you're going to get this much, it's going to grow. And you have this, okay, well, I'm going to follow the rules. I'm going to do what everybody recommends. And the, I mean, and then, and therefore I'm entitled to the payoff of that. And in many ways, none of that kind of happened. I mean, my, obviously my, my following has grown over the years and, but that's not just because of doing a podcast every week. It's because of everything else, books and everything else, right? It's, and I'm going to get to that in a second, but success is multivariant. And I think it's very hard to say that if you do this one thing in this one area, you're good, you're entitled, you're not only going to get the path, but you should expect it. And I think that that's, I want to keep hope alive, but at the same time, I think the whole package is misguided. So again, more on that in a second. I'm, I'm going to rip off a, a buddy of mine. Her name is Justine. She does yoga. 
and she was my wife takes yoga class from her now virtual but she said she my wife goes you know it's, and it's so funny because i've been talking about recently in this podcast how i to make the goal obsolete if you guys have listened to multiple episodes you know within the last i don't even know what five ten episodes i mentioned making the try to make the goal obsolete and i do talk about that in my new book now i may have talked about it in multiple podcasts because i forget apparently what i've talked about in each podcast so this could be an exact replica of last week's and i have no idea but she was saying that you have the you have the you're entitled to the action, but not the fruits of that action. And I was like, that's freaking great. So here's what I think you're enti- what you're entitled, what people are entitled to is working hard. You are entitled to a- certain actions in your life. Not all, because sometimes we're busted around and people make us do things we don't want to do. But let's just say personally, we're entitled to working hard. But that doesn't, it's illogical to think, well, then that, that I'm entitled to the fruits of that happening. And again, I think that's a bad message. And also I think it's putting happiness in the wrong place, which is in the fruits of your labor rather than in the labor itself. So the, the reason I can, in all good trans honesty, self-honesty, look back at my music career and be totally happy with the success I achieved is because not of any real success I achieved because I didn't achieve much success because I did the things that I did because I worked my, because I worked my ass off. And I was going to, I was going to kind of relate it to this, this thing that you hear. I hear now and then I, I go, you know, this marathoner had a heart attack and he was doing everything right. She had this thing and she was doing everything right. She, they just, he puts on weight. He's heavy. I don't know why he eats. He does everything right. And I think it's a weird entitled, like, first of all, you can't say that somebody's doing everything right because we're complicated species. So it's never When you make that stupid assumption, it's because you think that it's mostly about exercise, that a marathoner should never have health problems because he or she runs all the time. When clearly as a coach, I'm looking at as a, as a nutritionist. Now I'm speaking in a running coach. I'm going, it's a stress on the body. So clearly you can't say like, if you just did this, then there's no way you're going to, then you're entitled to health forever. If you just eat, if you just run a, 10 miles a day, you'll never, uh, you should, you're entitled to success in the health realm. It's ridiculous because it all plays into everything else. Everything is interconnected. We cannot partition our lives such that we go, I do everything right in this area and therefore I'm entitled to an outcome in this area because other areas affect that area. Okay. You can't just say I run this way because what you eat affects your area and how, how quickly you re- and well you recover from stress affects your health and how stressful your relationships are affects your health and, and how you sleep, you know, all this, there's all these things. So it's, it's crazy when somebody goes, they did everything right. That's a bunch of bullshit because they don't know. Worse is even if they did do everything right, they still might not get the outcome. I mean, even if you still for some, how, I don't know how you'd equate this, but let's say you still did everything right. Let's say as a musician, I did everything right. It doesn't mean that people are going to dig my songs enough. It doesn't mean I'm going to get the lucky break that is, is part of what happens when some people just get lucky breaks. They just, they just in a right place at the right freaking time. And they just, I always called it my music ceiling. Like I felt like I was hitting my head on a ceiling the entire time. Like I, I loved what I did. Thank God. And that's why my message with people and with you guys and everybody I coach is make the process 
enjoyable and fun and fulfilling because the goal is never going to give you what you really, really want in life, which is to be happy. It's going to give you a moment of happiness. It's going to give you a little blip of that was kind of kick ass. And then you're moving on because it's never going to last. The lasting happiness and health is in the work. And if you sell somebody or yourself that if you just do this, you're going to get this, it's a recipe for not being happy. It's a recipe for unhappiness, not happiness, because you can still do everything right and not get the outcome that you want. And I think my my question is this, is there a way that we can instead of feeling slighted that we didn't get what we're supposedly entitled to, is there a way that we can instead rejoice in this, in this statement? Can we say this and get joy and happiness from this? I tried to do everything right. up to see you there I'm still here I guess to watch you in this blue room in this blue room you are blending is thick and stale I'm still here I guess to hide behind it cause I'm wary of anyone's indifference except yours doesn't bear the name Somehow you found 
out on a company You are finding out on a, on a company Smiles and eyes slowly closing. I'm envying your remembering and all the blue sometimes, and all the blue sometimes, and all the blue sometimes, and all the blue sometimes. Lifting, you are blending in. You are blending in You are blending in 